Welcome to the Live Your Purpose podcast, featuring compelling interviews with big-hearted people in the Oklahoma City metro area who are leading, creating, and innovating on purpose. Get inspired by conversations with passionate difference makers from our local community. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, life purpose coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. On today's episode, we sit down with Avery Buck, a local business owner with a passion for great coffee and good mental health, served up together with care for our community. And now, the Live Your Purpose podcast. Welcome to this edition of the Live Your Purpose podcast. I'm here today with Avery Buck, co-owner of Mentality and Coffee, a mental wellness-themed coffee shop located in Bethany, Oklahoma, at the intersection of Northwest 36th and College Avenue. Avery has been a student athlete her whole life and on into college, where her passion for mental health all started. She received an undergraduate degree in psychology with a minor in sociology at Rogers State University. Now she wants to combine her love of coffee with her passion for mental health and hopes to use her platform to make mental health conversations as casual as getting a cup of coffee. Avery, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It's so exciting to have you here. Uh, we met recently because I found you on social media. I don't remember how. Friends of friends. So mentality and coffee, which you'll see in the show notes. Uh, our listeners can find links there to follow along. And I just had to meet you because I thought this was so, uh, so unique. And you have your mission built into it and it involves the community in, in really um, inspiring ways. So, Thank you. Yeah. In fact, I should say, uh, you brought me coffee this morning. I did. Yeah. And you brought me the Shiloh latte. Yes. My right. pride and joy. Your pride and joy. So let's, let's just start there before we really okay. kick it off. Tell <laughs> me about the, the Shiloh latte because that's what I ordered when I came to see you. Right. And, and I, I'm going to be drinking it again. <laughs> the Shiloh latte. So I have a specialty latte menu and all of the ingredients or all of the syrups in it are homemade and they all have mental health benefits to them. Um, so the Shiloh is boiled down Earl Grey cream tea into a simple syrup. Mm. And Earl Grey is good. The bergamot in it is good for depression. So it's named after my dog when Shiloh means peace. Um, and he's going to be a therapy dog in shop hopefully soon. So that's the Shiloh for you. Yes. And I love all of that. And our listeners are going to know that about me already. There's so much meaning and compassion and love and care um, in this coffee shop and in this drink that I'm drinking right now. Okay. So I'm feeling better and, uh, really excited about our conversation. Me too. Well, Avery, as you may know, we start each episode with a kickoff question and you've chosen yours. So we'll just start there and see where the conversation takes us. Okay, cool. Okay. So Avery, what are the struggles and triumphs that have most shaped your life? So I, like you said, I've been a student athlete my whole life. Um, and when I was in high school, I developed this weird breathing condition, um, out of the blue. And basically my vocal cords collapsed when I was running. And so they would block the air and blood flow to my head. Um, and I'd pass out, black out, uh, have phases of amnesia. I wouldn't remember half my race. Um, my mom would have to physically catch me at the end cause I would just pass out like as soon as I crossed, um, and so I didn't know, no one knew what the problem was, and I was being treated for asthma, allergies, all of this. Um, and then when I got recruited to go to college, I had to, like, tell each coach, 
this is a this is a normal thing. This is how I run. This is what it is. Um, and I had a coach at Roger State where I went, and he um, was like, "We can work with this. Like, I'm going to work with you, and you shouldn't have to be like this." Um, and so I went to the trainer to get my physical, and she was like, "No." this isn't normal. She said, I'm not going to let you keep going with this. So she got me into OU Med and they ran some tests. And then that's when I got diagnosed with vocal cord dysfunction. Um, and what plays into that is my anxiety levels. And so this is when like mental health started to become important to me because I didn't realize how much my anxiety affected just running. And so, um, yeah, like just the I guess my anxiety was so bad that my heart rate was getting thrown off and it was causing my body to not do its natural instinct because I had such bad like race anxiety, performance anxiety, all of that. Um, so starting into college is when I had to actually pay attention to my mind more than my body, which was just a completely different atmosphere for me. Um, so yeah, I got my degree in psychology and... Um, Ultimately, it became one of my biggest triumphs was having this whole thing happen because I wouldn't be doing this today if I didn't go through all of that, really. Yeah, that's an incredible story. Thank um, you. Yeah, and I've never heard of it. This is vocal cord dysfunction? Mm -hmm. It's very rare, but it's yeah. really common in female athletes okay. um, because of their insecurities and um, own battles that they're dealing with. Um, and having coaches that they feel the need to impress it kind of just messes with your anxiety and mindset and everything absolutely and as a as an athlete myself I grew up playing baseball and tennis and golf and and some other sports but mainly baseball and uh, now I'm coming through my own lens as a male athlete and uh, you know but but a, I would say a sensitive person who wants to impress others you know that and certainly authority figures at that time and I remember my high school coach, if anybody's listening in, it's, I'm not slamming anybody, but that was not a positive experience for me in baseball. So pitching out there and, and uh, <clears throat> you know, going through the shame and uh, the humiliation, the, you know, welcome to the team, but not really mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, and then you have to earn your way, you know, congratulations on being good at what you're at, but it's not enough. Right. So those are just some of my thoughts that I'm hearing as you're, as you're sharing. But I'm really curious about where you left off there, some of the things maybe you've learned. You mentioned female athletes and this need to impress. And what are some of the other lessons learned that you're carrying forward from, from those experiences? I've learned that I am pretty resilient. And that's been the biggest thing is that I'm stronger than my body and my mind is stronger than I think I am sometimes. Um, that was the biggest thing. So I'd go and run and I'd pass out and I'd be like, oh, well, I can do anything. So <laughs> that's been one of the biggest ones. Um, I've been very mindful of other people's mental health as well since this experience because you don't know what someone's going through. And just like people didn't know if my anxiety were bad that I would pass out after a race and stuff like that. Um, so I try to pay very close attention to how people are doing because um, I feel like I some people don't get the help that they need when they need it. Um, yeah, those are the main two ones. Self-care has been important as well. Just learning. I'm an extremely empathetic person, and I would give someone the shirt off my back, but I have had to learn that self-care isn't selfish, and 
you got to do things for yourself to make sure you're okay. Um, that's been one of the hardest things for me to do. So, yeah. I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to that because I talk about self-care all the time. And it's huge. one of the core reasons why it's been huge for me in the management of my anxiety and my depression, which I still have to this day, but it's more manageable today mm-hmm. than it was years ago. Mm-hmm. So part of my story, for those who may not know that are listening, alcoholism for, for years, 16 years, that was the way I primarily coped with my anxiety mm-hmm. and depression until it no longer worked, honestly, and it made it twice as bad. Right. So I had to find another way to live, and thankfully I did. That's the short story, because it's not about me. But, but coming into recovery, into a new way of living, I learned about self-care. And I thought, I don't know what this is, but evidently I've been doing it for a while, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I actually learned about it. And, and I'm curious about what your thoughts on self-care. For me, it, it simply means paying attention to my life and responding to what it needs mm-hmm. appropriately. Right. But, but tell me more about self-care and your journey and, and uh, what it means to you today. Self-care, to me, I agree with what you say, um, but I mostly just do something. I carve some time out for myself to reflect on how I'm feeling, how I'm doing. Um, sometimes I'll do it once a day and just like process my anxiety, um, my negative thoughts, and I just try and reverse my mindset on it and take my doubts and turn them into a positive thing. Um, That's what I've been working on recently. Um, But just self-care, I have a self-care boutique in my shop um, because that's like the main thing you can do is take care of yourself in some sort of way. So whether that be a bath with some bubbles in it or lighting a candle, that's your favorite smell, just little things like that, something you can do to take care of yourself because we take care of people all the time, but you need to do something for yourself and you can make yourself dinner, your favorite meal, or go out to dinner or do something that's beneficial for you, and that'll make you happy. Right. What, where, was, where was the shift that happened for you? Because a lot of us are caregivers or caretakers. Mm-hmm. We care about other people. I care deeply, and I'm, I'm very open about that. I care mm-hmm. about other people. That's what I do all day long, right? Um, but sometimes there's a limit that I cross where I'm taking on, I'm empathing other people's emotions and I forget that they're not mine or mm-hmm. I'm trying to solve it for them in my head and in yeah. my heart. But I've learned some things that work for me over time. Um, what are some of those ways, that point, I guess, is what I was asking, where you, you realized, wait a minute, there's, there's another way I could be doing this, like the things you mentioned. What was that? that switch that happened for you? Do you remember it or was it a process? I had a period um, where my anti-anxiety meds were fluctuating and my brain was imbalanced and I knew that something was off. Um, And I could just, I just didn't feel well. I was in a depressive state and it took me having to tell the people I care about that I wasn't doing okay and that was extremely difficult for me because I internalize a lot. So mm-hmm. when I say I need help, it's pretty serious, you know. Um, and so it took that time period of other people taking care of me that I it kind of flipped a switch in that I need, I'm a pretty independent person. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to figure out a way that I can take care of myself so I don't get to that point again. 
Right. So you're still, this is me talking, mm -hmm. in, interpreting, so correct me if it's not right. But what I'm hearing, I think, is that you're still able to be true to who you are mm -hmm. and find ways to do self-care that, that actually honor that. Yes. That feel genuine to you and actually work well for you. Yes. Yeah. What are some of the other things, if you can think of them now, that may have worked in the past for you that have been affected and uh, effective for you and, and then how they impacted you? Yeah, so I'm currently doing yoga as self-care, which is awesome. Nice. Um, the whole meditation thing is new to me, and I love it. I start doing, I have insomnia, so I start doing it to go to sleep at night, and it's great. Um, she, my instructor once said, like, take your negative thoughts and breathe them in and let them sit in your mind for a second, and then you breathe them out and just, like, push them into the world, let the world take them, which I, it's helped me so much because it's just like a cycle in your head. Mm -hmm. And that's been great for me. Um, and then I would take my dog on walks, um, just me and him, do some alone time because um, I used to not be so independent. So I like to do things with myself and for myself. Um, I'll go get coffee by myself or... Um, I'll go, go for a run every once in a while. That's not so frequent anymore. But, um, yeah, I just, I like to do things with myself. Um, I'm an introvert, so <laughs> taking some time for myself is great for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I laugh there because before the microphones went on, we were talking about introversion, and I am an introvert too. And some people say, I can't believe it, Charles, mm -hmm. that you're an introvert. Absolutely, I am. So I post pictures of my garden, you know, and, and uh, of me out in the middle of nature. I mean, that's, that's where I'm filled. The work that I do is also filling, but it takes a lot from me, too. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm giving a lot of energy and focus, time and attention, resources to those that I serve. And, and the podcast is really filling for me, like this conversation right now. You know, I'm aware that we're having it on the air, but really mm -hmm. it's just a great conversation. This is filling. But, but it will also take energy from me. So mm -hmm. I, like yourself, I've built in some things that work for me, getting out in the garden, meditating, absolutely. Right. I practice mindfulness and breathing and mindful action, exercise. Um, I'm back into that routine again. I wasn't for a while, so that comes and goes for me. Um, and so that, that leads me back, because you were mentioning your boutique of the mm -hmm. self-care area, and I've been in there, and those pictures are on Facebook. You've got to go visit, people. <laughs> go check this out. There's lots of great resources. Tell me a little bit uh, more about Mentality and Coffee uh, and how it started, and, um, and then just what you're up to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Mentality and Coffee is a mental wellness and self-care emphasized coffee shop. Um, it came about because when I was in college and I was going through my period, like I was talking about, um, I tried to seek counseling on campus and they told me they didn't have availability for a month. And so that was kind of a, a light switch for me because if I were suicidal, thankfully I wasn't. Like, I don't know if I could have made it a month. Um, so that was kind of like the flip of the switch for me in that um, I was in the area and I didn't live there my whole life. So I didn't know resources that were local, where to go, who else I could see. Um, and so I had a local coffee shop that I worked at and they were like my safe place. And I would go to them, they'd listen to my problems, they'd give me hugs and just be welcoming and warm to me. And so during COVID, 
I started to see the statistics rising for poor mental health and anxiety and depression, and it just kept climbing and climbing. And this was when I started to think about graduate school, what I wanted to do with my life. And I knew if I did counseling that my mental health would be affected because I am so empathetic that I would just take it with me and ultimately just burn myself out. So I just had this idea to combine coffee and mental health. And um, it's good for me because I can focus on both sides and not just all people well-being. I can go focus on coffee if I'm down or sad or any of that. Um, so we started this during the idea of it during COVID. Um, and yeah, I graduated college in May with my psychology degree and um, I opened the shop in July. You're talking so, about the same year. This is yes. all 2021 people. Yes. Okay. All in one year. <laughs> um, so yeah. Oh my. Yes, I have um, the self-care boutique, like talked about. Yeah. Um, my dog, Shiloh, will hopefully be a therapy dog if he's smart enough to pass. Yeah. Um, and then I have my specialty drinks I've talked about. Mm -hmm. um, I have counseling resources that are in the area, and they're in the bathroom. So if there's that stigma behind mental health, um, they can get it in privacy, which is great because it's hard to ask for help and... It, it just takes the one time to ask for help and then you can you feel comfortable again um and then I also have just little anxiety trinkets lying around um so you can fidget with those um just little nods to mental health throughout my shop everything in there is extremely intentional mm -hmm. I have a porch swing for rocking and therapeutic motion um a tell me something good board that is interactive so people can write something positive or something to celebrate. Um, but yeah, everything's intentional. I've wanted it to just be like a happy and calming environment for anyone that needs it. Yeah. And that was my experience when I walked in is that it's, there's energy in the room that's uplifting and supportive, but there's also calming. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I walked around and, and engaged with several of the different areas and just seeing the, the, the board, the positivity board, Mm -hmm. Is that what, just seeing that the messages in your face of good things, yeah. uh, and we could compare that if we wanted to with media, social media, et cetera, right. but it doesn't have to compare. It's just, that's the message that's there in, in your shop. Um, and walking into that place, I felt safe. Uh, yeah. I certainly felt welcome when good. I talked to the staff, yeah. <laughs> uh, cause I'm just curious and I talked to people. So mm -hmm. I learned about your store and and a little bit about Shiloh, mm -hmm. uh, which is why I ordered the Shiloh latte. Right. Love He's the story. It's the greatest. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's so cool. Um, well, that's really, really amazing. So in the boutique, you have some products, right? right? And, and one of the things, also the coffee beans, right? Yes. Yeah, you can go any direction. But I am right. curious about those coffee beans and, and the story. I don't remember all of it, but it, it involves um, supporting mental health in, yeah. in the community. So we use two different coffee roasters. Um, the espresso that we use is Viridian Coffee, and they're in Duncan, Oklahoma, um, and they've been great. They've been extremely helpful and loving. Um, and then the black coffee we use is Sip of Hope, and it's based in Chicago, and they own a, um, a coffee shop there, and they do well enough that they can donate 100% of their proceeds from their roasting to um, mental health awareness and suicide prevention. 
So they're pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I sell their uh, beans in the boutique, and then I use it for my black coffee as well. Okay. And throw their name out there one more time. Sip of Hope. Sip of Hope. Yes. Yeah. Hope is a huge word yes. in our times, and I know it is for each of us. I can mm -hmm. tell it is. And I have a suicide attempt in my past that was legitimate and several you know, passive little attempts afterwards, which is common. And I'm telling you, having a sip of hope and a place where you can go that's safe and access to resources and, and that are destigmatized. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about what destigmatizing mental health means to you. To me, it's what's what I want to do in my shop. I feel like mental health is uncomfortable and people don't like talking about it and um I just I would love to create an environment where we can talk about it and it's hard for people to admit they're not doing well or even know they're not doing well um and I've even been through it I told you it was hard for me to say I needed help mm -hmm. um and so I just think we're getting to a point in our society that we're embracing it and starting to accept it and talk about it um, we're making strides, but not big enough. Um, I've been amazed with Simone Biles coming out and saying and stopping because she wasn't mentally well. Mm -hmm. That was huge for us and huge for athletes and women and mm -hmm. America in general. Um, but she's still getting backlash for it. And I think that's something we need to work on as a whole is just learning that your mind affects you way more than you think it does. And if you're not mentally well, you're physical being depletes as well. So I, I think destigmatizing is just making it more casual and making it more aware. Yeah. Just, just as simple as having a cup of coffee, mm -hmm. literally, like it yes. was in your bio. I love that statement. Uh, many of the, now I'm not a therapist. I need to tell our audience, I'm not a counselor <laughs> or a therapist or a psychologist. I am a certified coach and those are different things. But, um, I don't work with diagnosing or treating uh, mm -hmm. mental health disorders of any kind or uh, active substance use disorder of any kind. I work with the quote-unquote functional part of, of ourselves, which we all have, and I truly believe that. We're all whole people, even if we're going through a challenge of some kind. We're not broken. But, but we have needs, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful for mental health professionals and I've had many of them, okay, <laughs> over the years. I will have more into the future. I'm around them all the time now, um, as well as coaches. But I'm telling you, um, if you need an excuse or a reason to go get some help for yourself, I can be that reason. Avery can be that reason for you, I'm sure. Yes. Right? Please do. Do this for yourself. We're talking about our own struggles. So if you're listening in wondering... If you should get some help, please do. It's totally worth it. You're worth it. And it's not going to get better until you do. Right. That's part of the illusion that I had is that, okay, I had this kind of stoic, I'll call it male, stoic, achiever attitude. I know I can do this. I Nobody can do it for me. And if, if I ask for help, I'm weak. And I, mm -hmm. I don't want to uncover that pain anyway, if I'm really honest. But when I did, when I took those steps towards wellness towards mental health, it was hard at first. But over time, like I think you said earlier, it gets easier and life actually does get better. Mm -hmm. So um, I love that what I see in mentality and coffee is that there's a low barrier. You know, it's you just come in for a cup of coffee and get some resources if you want it, have mm -hmm. a casual conversation, and it normalizes 
mental health. Right. Yeah. I mean, people come in to meet their friends and they talk about what's going on in their lives. So just going to get coffee is more therapeutic than you think about. Mm -hmm. And you talk to your baristas, like you see them every day. They're like family. Um, So, I mean, just going to get coffee in itself is something of a break for people. They just don't realize it. Getting coffee, I think of it as self-care in a way. I'll go and get myself a cup of coffee. Um, So people just don't realize the little things they do for themselves, and we just have to be more intentional about when we do it. I love that word, intentional. Yes. You know, intentional living. I'm, I'm a life purpose coach, and purpose is a synonym or another word for intentional. It's... Uh, to me, it means um, being aware, self-aware, but also aware of others, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't had a problem with for most of my life. I'm aware of, on the outside. But as I started to get mental health care and addiction treatment and then stepped more into the wellness world, like mm-hmm. taking my wellness to another level, I started to become more self-aware and more aware of my emotions. And like, you know, I'm kind of tired today. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to rest instead of just pushing through and and that's one example or talk to a friend instead of holding something inside um playing the guitar you know doing little things like that for me um when when you um, think about intentionality or being intentional what does that mean for you most of the time it means being intentional towards others yeah but I've been more intentional towards myself lately, um, especially with all the stress and fast-paced world that I've started. Um, Just being intentional is doing things out of your way or focusing on someone else or yourself um, and do everything with purpose. So everything in my shop has been intentional and there's a reason behind everything I do, who I've hired, all the colors, everything's intentional. And it's done to hopefully make a difference to someone, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. And that's the same as my office. I mean, this <clears throat> this space is meant to be inv- inviting, warm. Uh, there's abstraction. There's concrete images. There's a lot of nature. And the paintings on the wall are from here. You know, these are scenes in, in the Oklahoma City metro from a local artist. Uh, shout out to David Lee Anderson once again, who's has been a guest very on the show. Cool. Yeah, they're amazing. It's a uh, hyper realism. So mm-hmm. there's a whole process involved, but it's meant to be grounding. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be because there's hard conversations that go on in this space, mm-hmm. uh, but they're supportive, and they're growth and and learning oriented. You know, which is really about uh, being fulfilled, living an intentional, purposeful life, and so. Um, when I saw your your shop, you know, advertising that was going to open up, I, <laughs> I Facebook messaged you before you were open. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, we have to meet. Because I could tell there was intentionality built into it. And there was a yeah. mission that was really community-focused and individual-focused. So it was like there's the individual um, concern and care going on and the service. But that's also the broader community. Mm-hmm. So... I guess if you would share some ways that you've, it, you've just been open for what, like two weeks? Yes. Oh Brand my new. goodness. So I want to hear all about that, the opening yeah. and maybe what that was like, but also like, what are some of the ways that, uh, that you've been able to engage the community through your shop? Yeah. So my landlords are actually, they own the whole building across the street. Oh, okay. Um, so they've been great. When I was looking at buildings, the building I'm in was the first one I looked at and they couldn't do a drive-through. And so we had to keep looking. 
Um, and we looked in Edmond and Oklahoma City, and it just didn't seem right. And I just kept coming back to Bethany. So they contacted us. My mom contacted them and just asked, like, is there any other possibilities or areas that you know of in Bethany that could work? And she was like, oh, my gosh, we just lost your contact info. We can do a drive through if you guys still want the location. And it just worked out perfectly because I was defeated. I was in my last semester of my senior year and trying to do all of this from Claremore, Oklahoma. And then it just worked out and it was like a click. Um, so in Bethany, I've been contacting with the YMCA about maybe doing some yoga classes together. Um, I'm in the Chamber of Commerce. I catered their event before I was even open, which was exciting and stressful and one. <laughs> I bet. Um, and then... <laughs> We're, do, we're in a women in business organization in there, which is awesome. Um, we're going to cater their event next month. Um, and then I would love to get involved with Southern NAS and do anything I can for them because college is where all, all my stuff started. So um, I would love to help in community outreach there. Um, the Children's Hospital in Bethany, we're doing a 10% discount for all the employees. Mm which is awesome. We just need to keep loving on the nurses right now. Oh, for sure. So that's kind of what I'm starting with. Um, City Hall and the park is right across the street, so I would love to do some summer events next summer, concerts and food trucks and all of that. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing for now. Oh, that's a lot. You know, yeah. I mean, for my ears, I'm just here. That's a lot of involvement. And for those who don't know, by the way, um, Southern Naz is Southern Nazarene University, yes. located in Bethany, Oklahoma. We have some listeners that tune in from other countries that just, oh. I guess, want to know what's going on in the Oklahoma City Metro. So, and you, I'm sure you can find that on Google. Look them up. And um, yeah, so that as you as you mentioned, that's where you really connected with mental health mm-hmm. and the journey that that you're on now. Yeah, that is that has combined your love of coffee and your passion for mental health together. Yeah. And then all the other things that you've got going on. One of the events that I, I may not remember all the details, but is recent, where you had you had dogs walk in the park. Yes. Okay, so I'll stop there because <laughs> <laughs> that's all I remember. I, I couldn't attend because I had another event at the same time. But what was that? What did you all do recently? We're gonna do it every Saturday. Oh, okay. Um, it's just a it's a real casual. Bring your dogs, get some dog interaction. Um, and then the park's right across the street. So if you want to walk your dog and stop at mentality on your way or um, let the dogs hang out or anything. We did pup cups, um, the little whipped cream with <laughs> yes. dog biscuits. And um, if the owner wants to order, we have a runner that runs outside and back in and all of that. Um, so our first trial was this last weekend. We had a couple dogs show up and Shiloh was there and it was a good time. I love dogs, so it was good therapy for me too but yeah that's hopefully every Saturday we'll be doing that and so th- what's the time and the location so folks want to check it yeah. out it's eight thirty to nine thirty. um come and go as you please um and then it's at my shop there's a little uh concrete area on the left side of the building and we have lawn chairs out there and dog bowls and all of that so Oh, how fun. Yeah. And then, like you said, and if people tuning in, if you didn't catch on, right across the street is the park, mm-hmm. right? So you can go to Mentality um, any Saturday because this, yep. this episode, may, you know, hopefully it'll come out really soon. But if not, any Saturday morning from 830 to 930. Yes. 
get something good for you and your pup and then you know, go take a walk or yeah. just have a really good weekend. That's a good way to start the weekend. Do some self-care. Do some self-care. You see a theme here, right? <laughs> I do. Well, we have a dog. Um, we have a pound pup that uh, that we just love. And so Beasley is her name. Beasley. Like, like Pam. Pam Beasley. Pam Beasley. Yep. That's right. So we thought about getting another animal, not quite ready for it. And of course, that would be Halpert. I love that. So from the office. Yeah. <laughs> We're big office nerd fans. So... Uh, Beasley has had a lot of needs and has been, you know, very timid and fear-based and it's doing so much better after mm -hmm. a year and a half later. Good. So she probably needs to get some love and meet some other dogs. So don't be surprised if you see us out there. I'll see you soon. Okay. We're going to be there. Um, okay. So yeah, you told us a little bit about what you're up to in the community, um, the boutique. What are some of the other things, some of the other products that you have in the boutique area? So our main... Thing that we have been doing our wellness boxes and instead of sending flowers or whatever you may send um, we do wellness boxes and you can tell us how much you want to pay what your budget is and we'll put together this box of some of the self-care boutique items write a card whatever you want it to say and then we can deliver it or you can pick it up um, so that's been like our main we've been doing those before we even opened um, and they've been a huge success already we have candles in there. We have one that smells like coffee. It's amazing. Um, we have some books, self-care for men, self-care for moms, self-care for college students. Um, those have been pretty popular. We have room sprays. They smell amazing as well. Um, what else do we have? My coffee beans that I talked about. Um, and then I have some tapestries that I have in my shop. I'm selling those as well. And then um, I have a box of 365 Days of Gathered Truths. Mm -hmm. And they're like little positive quotes and comments and all of that. And you read one every day. So I have those for sale. Um, just little knickknacks like that that either support mental health or mental wellness or help support your own mental health or wellness. That's all such good stuff. So I'm just listening, and I'm, I'm actually making mental notes. I'm like, okay, who, who can I get this for, and right. how can I use this, and um, how can I actually do this myself with right. the 365 and the daily messages? Love that. We have men's items as well, men's yeah. soap and beard oil and all of that and self-care for men. So it's not just women bubble bath stuff. Right. Yeah. I think that's such an important point, uh, along with the women empowerment that you've mentioned before, which we're big on in my family mm -hmm. and those that I serve, too. I'm huge on that. Um, but what is it that you think some of the challenges or barriers that men may have uh, when it comes to self-care? Poor men. You guys need to take care of your mental health. Let's go, guys. Yeah, Come on. go men. Get Man some self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I... The, there's the biggest stigma behind men's mental health and just the masculinity that you guys have that carries with you yeah. and the idea of what a man's man looks like and men's suicide rates are higher than women and that's yes. not talked about right. and men's they don't men aren't as focused on things like taking a bath or getting a facial or getting their hair done. So self-care for men, I haven't read the book, mm -hmm. but um, I think it outlines more masculine parentheses. Yeah. Um, men, like you said, working out or going outside. 
um, because it's not preached to them. And Mm -hmm. for women, it's like, oh, you're feeling down, like go dye your hair. But men don't have that. And Mm -hmm. they, they need to find a way to take care of themselves because I mean, just look at the statistics. It's outrageous. So, right. You know, one of the challenges from those that I serve too is as we reach, it can be in, in, in an earlier age, I should preface, but generally towards the middle of life, the middle years, a lot of guys are, are isolated mm-hmm. and lonely. They don't have relationships that they can count on. And if you combine that with, uh, in many men, an inability or, you know, an unwillingness sometimes to talk about emotions, mm-hmm. which are at least half of your life, guys. Um, I'm here to tell you, it's okay to talk about your feelings, not yeah. talking about them. It's just pretending like they don't exist. Not wise, not smart. So learn about your feelings, learn about what your body's telling you and your mind's telling you. And then to not do something about it is actually, uh, don't judge me for saying this, all right? That's weakness. You know, um, strength comes from paying attention to your life and responding to what it needs. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. So, if your idea, guys, or anyone else listening, um, if your idea of self-care is soft or selfish, it's neither one. It's really about being intentional and, and living your best life possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not living your best life. There's no way to do it. It doesn't happen by accident. It happens on purpose. Right. So I love that. I'm going to be buying that book. Uh, don't be surprised to see me probably this week. I'll see you then. <laughs> yep. I'm going to get that book, and then I'm going to bring my dog up. So I'm really right. advocating because I believe in what you're doing. Okay, so that's good stuff. Uh, let's go. Let's talk about the women. And these are all in parentheses for those that, you know, may uh, identify as other than. Yes. But for, you know, stereotypically or generally speaking, what are some of the challenges that women face when it comes to self-care? Man, <laughs> I know personally I, I face the selfishness of it and creating time for myself. Um, I feel like women's mental health is just sporadic and there's no defining trait to it. And so it's different for men and women. It's different for each person. Mm-hmm. And it's just women are natural caretakers. And it's, you know, if we go on a if we do something for ourselves, sometimes it's viewed as selfish mm-hmm. because we're not taking care of the people we care about. Um, and I think that's something that we need to work on as a society and women's empowerment. You know, we're getting independence and we're mm-hmm. branching out and being CEOs and mm-hmm. executives. And um, I think that's just great for mental women's mental health in general um, is seeing that we can start doing things for ourselves and take care of ourselves and worry about ourselves, but still take care of the people you care about Mm -hmm. and kind of finding a balance between the two. Absolutely. And the the women in my life, so my wife and our two daughters, you know, if you listen to this episode, I don't know if our daughters have listened to any of them, but hey, (laughs) if you do tune in, (laughs) please take note of this, right? So this is, this is what we teach in our house too, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, empowerment, uh, self-care is part of empowerment in our house. That's great. Yeah, so you know, boundaries is mm-hmm. one of those words. And, and learning what feelings are yours and which ones aren't. And you know what? Sometimes you're going to give and give and give anyway, even when you know it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. So to not add shame. I didn't hear, hear that word mentioned, but sometimes women, in my experience, too, are judged mm-hmm. or actually shamed for not taking care of others when someone else, society, a group, 
feels that they should. Yeah. And that is so toxic. Um, there's never a place for that, you know, and, and hopefully that trend can be reversed because, again, women, taking care of yourself is not selfish or soft. It's actually good health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being the best version of yourself all the time. Yeah. Uh, briefly, I talked to a lot of parent groups of uh, that have children that are struggling with addiction, mm-hmm. substance use disorder. And uh, very often parents and very often the moms, but dads too, will give so much to their kid and try to protect and love them. And it goes beyond their ability to actually do those things to mm-hmm. where they're saving them and protecting them from consequences that might be helpful and paying their bills for them, et cetera. Yeah. And so they're learning, you know, what it means, that aspect of self-care, to have their boundaries in place and to, to include themselves in their own life story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very often, um, you know, those of us who care for others that struggle with addiction, we exclude ourselves from the story. Right. So men, women, anyone else listening in, put yourself back in your life story and, uh, and make it count. Okay, well, enough maybe preaching for me. I'll get off that soapbox. I thought but, it was great. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, well, I want to hear your voice more for, as we close up. So we have a few more minutes. These go about 45 minutes. So what are any other thoughts on your mind? I have some other questions too, but mm-hmm. any other thoughts you'd like our listeners to know about the store or just um, in general? Hmm. <laughs> um, I think my biggest mission in this is to just make mental health casual and I would love for people to come in and just tell me hey I'm feeling kind of down today and I can try and help in any way um so like I said I'm a caretaker and I love on people um and I'm opening and welcome so Mm -hmm. I'm not a counselor I'm not a therapist I'm young and you can just talk to me about anything. Um, I'm kind of that person in my friend group. I just, mm-hmm. I love to listen. Mm-hmm. Not much of a talker. I love to listen. So if you need to talk to anyone, I can do that. And my employees are all in the same mindset as I am about mental health. Um, so you can talk to any of them. Just tell them what's going on with your life. They'll serve you a good drink and make sure you're okay. Um, we're not counselors, but we're people that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the general environment that I wanted to create. Um, it's not something that you walk in and mental health is shoved down your throat. It's if you want help, you can seek it. If not, you're just going to get a calming and welcoming experience. Yeah. And, and that was the mind state that I was in when I went to visit, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'll be back many times, but that was my first experience. Uh, all the employees were super welcoming great food and drinks, uh, cool stuff, mm-hmm. right? And just a good vibe, that intentional space. Right. So there's been a lot of love and care and support that you've put into it. It's very obvious to me. And Yeah, so I'm thankful that you're in the community. You're just down the road from my yeah. office where, where we're at right now. So, okay, um, how can folks um, contact you, stay in touch, and reach out? So we are on all social media flat- platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter's getting started. We do have a TikTok. I feel like I'm a little too old to figure out TikTok, but we're on it. Um, And we're very responsive on social media. I have my older sister's my social media girl, so she'll answer pretty quickly. Um, We are on Yelp and Google. Um, Our address and phone number is on Google. 
You can call anytime, do call ahead orders. Um, if you want to call and order a wellness box, we do whole pies 24 hours in advance. So if Thanksgiving time comes around, we can do pies, just give us 24 hours. Um, so we're mostly reached that way. Um, or you can just come inside, come through the drive through. Um, we'll help you either way. Okay. And be sure if you're listening and tune into that, click on the show notes and I'll have all those links for you there, mm-hmm. the um, social media website and stuff like that. And so um, in closing, Avery, what is your hope for the times that we're in now? Whatever that means to you, what's your hope for, for the future? I hope, I'm kind of a hippie when I say this, but I want everyone to be happy. Yeah. Um, so I think mental health is such a big gateway into that and people just haven't realized it yet. Um, we need to talk about depression. We need to talk about suicide and anxiety and we need to talk about the hard stuff so that we can overcome what's going on. Um, I feel like with COVID happening, that's started to become a topic of conversation, which is great given the terrible circumstances. But mm-hmm. I think my biggest hope is that it's not such a frowned upon thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And I want people to be able to say, hey, I'm not doing so well. And then that's embraced instead of just shake it off or rub some dirt in it or you're just tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it the, the stigma just needs to go away. And that's my biggest hope is that people can get the help that they need and get mentally well. Well, I think that is just a great message and a perfect place to leave off. Avery Buck, thank you for being my guest on the show today. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Live Your Purpose podcast. I hope you've been inspired by my conversation with today's guest. If you like what you hear, please share with your social networks and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Charles Gossett, Life Purpose Coach and founder of Full Integration Coaching. To learn more about the life coaching, public speaking, and retreat services that I offer, visit fullintegrationcoaching.com. And you can follow along with me on Facebook and Instagram at Full Integration Coaching. Until next time, remember, you were meant to live on purpose. Start living yours today.